All Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host. Joining me today is Jerry Hamilton from the road. As you can see, he's in his car shooting this, this video. Uh, Jerry, thanks for being here today. We're going to be talking, our, it's going to be our weekly recruiting update with Jerry. Uh, Jerry, thanks for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm good, Bobby. Just uh, leaving the Austin area, headed back towards the Woodlands, hit a few schools and uh, hit on a bunch of those recent offers. Yep. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, but before we go to that, I want to ask you about uh, just some general thoughts on your on the junior day because uh, I haven't really talked to you since that occurred. Yeah, no, I I, I thought the junior day was uh, really well received by the kids. I love the offer to Kyle Parker, the receiver at Lovejoy. I'm a big fan. Um, we have him as a four star with on three. I think he moves into that on three hundred when we update that. Uh, here later in February, early March. Uh, I, I just think he's such a good player, slot receiver with the ball in his hands, really good in the punt return game. Um, you know, and I know we'll get in some of the other offers, um, but I thought they attacked the edge position like we kind of talked about, Bobby. I mean, we kind of predicted that. Look, they were bringing in a bunch of edge prospects. Uh, they offered Vosick out of Westlake, as expected. They offered Braylon Shelby out of Friendswood. Um, so, you know, they attacked those positions that we thought they would attack. And then two or three offers came out that we'll talk about that we weren't expecting, but after seeing the kids, I think they're really good offers. Yeah. I mean, let's go ahead and get into it. I mean, right. Because you're the one that's out on the road, seeing all the, all these guys right now. And you went and saw, um, three of the new offers just in the last two days, 48 hours, really Ian Reed. Let's start with him. The offensive lineman out of Austin Vandegrift. Yeah, you know, Bobby, this this job at two decades has taken me a lot of places. Uh, last night was my first rugby practice I've ever attended with a top football prospect in it. And Ian Reed's story for those that don't know. And this is what we're talking. Last night I was talking to Ian Reed. He said, I'm 305, but I'm a slim 305. And he is. He looks like he weighs 280. But his father's a, a former professional rugby player and, and runs the rugby program. Uh, that all the Vandergriff kids and those er the kids in those areas play in. So his dad's his head coach, and um, there I didn't think there was a better way to go watch Ian Reed move around than at a rugby practice. And you know, look, I sent a couple of videos to you guys, uh, Eric, uh, Justin, uh, Hudson, everybody, and it was pretty easy to see. He's got great ankle flexion. He can he's got some explosive movement skills uh, for his size, and he's quick. Um, you know, so he he was a kid that was impressive in person. Uh, watching him work out as you'd expect them to be, knowing his background. And on the recruiting front, look, the Texas offer meant a lot to him. I don't think he's a kid. He's from the Midwest. Family's from the Midwest, right? They kind of grew up more Notre Dame, Ohio State, Wisconsin in that family. So he's not a kid that's in a rush to make a decision. I think he might would like to get out west and see Stanford and Cal. Uh, but the Texas offer definitely grabbed his attention, as did USC and all the other offers he's got recently. Yeah, he's definitely a guy that's on the rise. Again, Texas did a good job identifying him early. Yeah, they did. They uh, A few of the staff members with the uh, playoff game against Austin Westlake, and uh, Ian Reed told me one of those was uh, Kyle Flood, and Kyle Flood obviously liked what he saw because he went to the school in December, went back the week before the junior day, and then offered him at junior day. So, look, that was uh, watch him in person, go see it, go to the school twice. You had a feeling the offer was coming, and that followed through and happened. I tell you what. Uh, Texas offered eight new kids, eight new 2023 prospects over the weekend. But of all of them, the one that surprised me most, it may not have surprised you, I'd love to hear your thoughts, and, and you went and saw him yesterday, is Ansel Nador or Nadore out of Round Rock, a defensive lineman. I, 
I frankly, I know he had a couple of smaller offers, but I had never really heard of him before. Uh, and then Texas upped and offered him. You went and watched him work out yesterday. Uh, what did you think? Fast twitch, athlete at 6'3", 260, 265. Really interesting kid. Uh, thinking about being a psychology major, which kind of worried me when I was doing the – I was joking with him. I said, I'm, I'm a little – I'm a, I'm a little intimidated at this point. He's reading me. I'm supposed to be reading him. Uh, but now he's he's an interesting character. He's a different kid. But watch him in a full hour and a half athletic period weight room workout. He's explosive. He's naturally strong, but he also works really hard at it. You could tell uh, he was getting after it in the weight room. Uh, again, though, look, he was a guy. So I went to see two schools after that that they played. And both those coaches were like, Look, we thought he was good on tape, but then when we played him, he was even a better athlete in person. So he's one of those guys, Bobby, that you think looks good on tape, but then when you see him in person, he even moves a little quicker and more explosive than you think. Uh, I think it's a great offer by Texas, um, and it was a big one for him. He's only been to Baylor's campus before. He went for the Baylor-Oklahoma football game last year, so obviously he was blown away by that atmosphere. Texas Tech was the first school to offer him in mid-November, then Baylor offered him after that. He'll be at both of those junior days this weekend. But the process is so new to him. One of the things I picked up on this trip, it doesn't seem like kids are in a rush to commit right now, which is fine, right? Uh, so he, he's not in a rush. He's going to go to Tech Saturday, Baylor Sunday, I believe. Um, you know, we'll see who else comes in and offers him. But you know how it goes, Bobby. Once Texas offers somebody, you know you's not far behind turning on the tape if they haven't watched an A&M and everybody else. So that that offer is going to get him more offers and more looks. Uh, but he doesn't appear as of right now to be in a hurry to make a commitment in the process. What'd you think of him? I mean, over good offer. Great offer. Great offer. I, I think the kid's going to be 6'3", 6'4", 290 pound uh interior player that can be a pass rusher that's going to be a disruptive player he's got big hands now we're talking 10 and a half because i've not i've pretty big hands myself nine and five eighths inches so i saw his hand i was like oh my gosh and i put my hand up to his and it swallowed mine so this is a big heavy hand kid with big hands and uh anybody that's that fast twitch is going to be that size um, that all the other coaches that played against him said man he has a motor and he impressed us more in person than he did on tape that's a smart offer uh, you mentioned Colton Vosick also getting his offer from Austin Westlake, but actually you'd been by Westlake multiple times. Um, you, you, the other team, the other person you went to go see this morning was the running back offer, Cameron Cook out of Stony Point. Tell me what you heard. Yeah, that, he's that's an interesting offer. I I could see it. I could see it as a possibility. Uh, but then they also had the other running back in Quentin Joyner from Manor, who's a bigger kid from Manor. I'm sorry, six foot two fifteen and ran ten nine nine hundred meters. So you kind of wondered and put up big numbers, twenty five hundred yards last year. So you kind of wondered if he more fit the profile. But Cam Cook is a uh, really I, I talked to him for about fifteen minutes this morning. Really quiet, humble kid, um, big time baseball talent who's now left baseball and is on the track. They think he's going to run ten six ten seven this Ooh. spring. So if he does that now, he goes to another level as a prospect, uh, but really good kid. There's a lot that frame looks more like a baseball guy. He's not really developed out physically yet, but that frame has potential to add 15, 20 pounds, a really good weight. Uh, it, the Texas offer obviously meant a lot to him. His mother's a UT graduate and she see, and he, and he, he defined her as UT ride or die. <laughs> so uh, that was a, he, he was like when, uh, when coach choice, 
uh, walked up and offered me in front of my mom. My mom kind of started to tear up. It was a, he said it might've meant more to her than it did him, even though he really likes Texas and he's going to go to TCU this weekend. Um, uh, you know, Oklahoma, if they come into the picture, they'll be a factor, but I could tell he really hit it off with the shard choice coach choice. And I think that could be big in this recruitment moving forward. And he's a kid who look, he's, He's not just a guy you're just going to hand the ball off to. You know, he's going to he's a guy you're going to you're going to use in motion. You, you're going to play him in the slot. You can move him around a little bit. Uh, he's got really good feet and he can really accelerate. Um, multiple sport player. I like that. Uh, you mentioned uh, uh, Ian Reed plays multiple sports. Nador, just a football player. Was was he do? Just a football player. Just a football player. Okay. Now, they have a young corner at Round Rock, 2024 corner that's uh, also a basketball player that. I think Missouri just offered uh, a kid named Leonard Moore. He's going to be a big timer. Okay, uh, gotcha. Um, you know, uh, the other guys that Texas offered uh, over the weekend, Tyler Turner, a Baylor commit, a safety. Jaron Woods, who you were all over, the LaGrange two-way lineman uh, as an athlete. Braylon Shelby, you already mentioned. You also mentioned Kyle. Braylon Shelby, defensive end, edge rusher. And then Kyle Parker, the wide receiver, uh, also getting a – uh, uh, an offer. Anything you want to mention about those guys before we move forward? You know, I, I had bad luck on Jaron Woods when I went to LaGrange this season to see Bravion Rogers. Jaron was out sick, so I didn't get to watch him in that practice setting like I watched uh, Bravion Rogers, a, another Texas offer. Uh, but, you know, the coaching staff was extremely high on him. I kind of had him on a list. Uh, and, and then he started getting offers, Texas Tech, Baylor. It's been the same schools. It's been interesting. The, Texas Tech and Baylor have been the first one to bat, so to speak, on these 2023 kids in Texas. And then I kind of heard through the grapevine that this is a kid Texas may offer. They like him a lot as a – start him out as a D tackle, but he could be an offensive tackle. He's just a big jumbo long-arm athlete with really good feet uh, that had a good season on the field. Uh, so I, I, that one didn't surprise me. The question moving forward is kind of where does he fit, what's he going to play? It's interesting you mentioned the Baylor and Tech uh, combo. Uh, you know, the, the Baylor uh, player personnel guy moved to Tech. You have to think that that's playing a, a role in similar evaluations early on, at, at least. And I'm, I'm not saying that's going to be definitive, but at, right. or long term, but as of right well, now. Well, and the funny thing is, so Joey McGuire was at Round Rock, I guess, maybe, I don't know, a few days before I was, and he made a point to, to, for uh, Ansel and Edward to know, Texas Tech was the first to offer you. I'm not – I'm just the same. I'm the head coach now. That offer is still the same, and I want you to know that we offered you first. <laughs> so, that I think Texas Tech and Baylor really playing on that, and I think that's smart, and I think they should because the battle is getting those kids to campus quickly, right, and staying yeah, in on Yeah, I mean, it's – you know, Joey McGuire, it, it, Texas Tech is a hard place to recruit to. Right. I, they just don't have the numbers from – they may have – four to five kids in West Texas a year that are, that are quote unquote takes, they're not necessarily going to Texas tech, right. even though Joey McGuire is trying to make that a reality. And, and the Bobby and Bobby, the biggest thing is if you're tech and I think you're going to, you're kind of seeing the playbook under Joey McGuire first, the bat is so important because it's hard to get those kids to Lubbock. So the more kids you can get to Lubbock early, the better chance you may have to stay in the game. Yeah, I, I, I get it. And, and, yeah. I think that they're also. I tell you what, Tech's, Tech is is a team that could be hurt by the addition of U of H to the Big Twelve. Yes, uh, when Texas and OU uh, go, because Tech is, you know, Tech at least had a bigger presence that it played in a bigger league than a school like U of H uh, did. Uh, the addition of TCU, I think, to the Big Twelve hurt Texas Tech. 
It did. Uh, not only did uh, did uh, uh, Mike Leach leaving, but I think the TCU thing did too, uh, because that that took away some of what Leach and um, before him Spike Dykes were able to do in, in DFW. Um, you know, before I get going to the next part, I want to talk to you quickly about the portal. Um, if you're interested in subscribing to Jerry and I, uh, we, we're on Inside Texas on a daily basis. Please consider a subscription to InsideTexas.com. It's all the recruiting information you could <laughs> hope to have, have a, a database, uh, answer questions on the message board, uh, daily articles, not only from Jerry and myself, but Eric Naline, Hudson Standish, as well as Paul Wadlington, uh, and Ian Boyd and Justin Wells. Um, also, if you like the videos that we do, please consider hitting the subscribe or like button. Uh, that helps us out as we try to uh, increase our video offerings. Jerry, in the portal uh, right now, uh, O'Shawn Mathis and uh, the McCaskill kid, the linebacker out of, uh, out of uh, Louisiana. Two totally different uh, situations, I guess is the best way to put it. Mathis, obviously, Texas thinks they have a great shot um, because of their relation, uh, Gary Patterson's relationship with Mathis. Mathis also uh, from Maynard, so he's just right around, you know, 20 minutes away from, from uh, this, the, the stadium. Uh, and then you have McCaskill, the linebacker out of Lafayette, or Louisiana, University of Louisiana Lafayette, I guess it's just Louisiana now. He's more of that guy. We don't know really what he's considering other than he's visiting Texas sometime in, in April. Yeah, I think uh, both those guys uh, are, you know, you're not going to get them till later in the game, obviously. Mathis, is, you know, I just left Maynard High, and it, it's interesting um, there is at Maynard High is they was kind of giving credit to Gary Patterson for the way he recruited their school over the years and not giving, you know, saying – we never understood why Texas didn't offer our kids, right? So there's that dynamic um, that obviously without Gary Patterson at Texas, I don't think Texas is in it for Mathis. Now, let's be clear. I mean, I think just based on what I was just told, that's the case. And so Gary Patterson being hired at Texas puts uh, Texas in the driver's seat for Mathis. And now we'll see what happens because he's going to have, uh, it, it, you know, he's going to have many opportunities if he wants to pursue those. But uh, I think Texas should feel pretty good about where they're at right now. Um, you know, McCaskill, obviously that's a huge – both those are huge need positions. You know, uh, edge rush player, linebacker, instant impact guys that can make your defense better day one. So this is the, probably the two – outside of Devon Campbell, who's going to sign Wednesday, and I uh, – the on three consensus five-star, I think that one's going to go Texas way. I haven't changed my tune on that at all. I think these are the two biggest recruitments left on the board right now for Texas because they could impact you so much uh, next season. I was going to, I was going to uh, uh, segue to that conversation. Uh, signing day is a week from yesterday, the, yep. the February 2nd signing. Day. It's possible Texas just announces one player um, and that's Devon Campbell uh, out, out of Arlington uh, Bowie. Uh, you know, uh, Texas and Oklahoma long thought to be the two favorites. USC gave a run. Uh, for a while there. Uh, he's now playing uh, basketball. Uh, remind people why you like Campbell so much. I think one, he's just, he's a physical kid. He's, he's such an interesting prospect because when you talk to him, he's kind of the first time you meet him, he's, he's not shy. He's just more reserved, you know, really humble kid. But then when you get out there on Friday nights, he's right, he's wanting to knock your block off. And I love that about him as a player. 
but you see his athleticism on the basketball clips. He's dunking the basketball at 6'3", 300 pounds. He's a left-handed kid, which is funny because down at the Under Armour game, they won him the tri-center, and then he starts snapping left-handed. They're like, oh, well, next, next plan B, right? But I just, you know, I think he's such a physical kid. I think he wants to be a really good football player. I think it matters to him. Uh, you know, he's – what I say is he's athletic enough to play D-tackle in college, but he's going to end up playing on the offensive line, and I love those guys, Bobby. I mean, does he have – is he quite as tall as you want? Maybe not. He's 6'2 and 7'8 without shoes on. Is he quite as long as you want? Maybe an inch shorter in the arms than you ideally want, but he's a hell of a player, and – Look, he's going to announce on ESPN. I don't know if that's been publicized yet. So Texas fans will get to tune in. I guess it's on ESPN2 or ESPNU uh, for the sign-in day special. So they'll get to see him announce uh, live. And I do believe that Texas is a heavy favorite over Oklahoma. I don't think anything's changed. Let me ask you this. Is Texas completely folded tent on Harold Perkins and Jacoby Matthews Perkins out of uh, Cypress area, the talented linebacker that just decommitted from A&M? Uh, and Matthews out of Ponchatoula, Louisiana, the safety. I think you send them both letters of intent, but I don't think either letter of intent's coming in as of today. I, you know, I think it's interesting. Both of those guys may come down to, and I don't want to discount AM's chances with Perkins, but I do, I, I just never felt like Harold wanted to be at AM himself. So it could come down to LSU, Florida. They both were at Florida last weekend, they're both at LSU this weekend. So there's a lot of pressure on Brian Kelly to win Jacoby Matthews. And if you can win both those recruitments, suddenly you close pretty well. Uh, two five-star prospects, two of the top defensive kids in the country. I think Texas is staying in the fight there. I just don't – I'll be surprised if they went out on either one. Harold Perkins is interesting because he really likes Austin. It really fits his personality. I've said that on the Inside Texas for, I guess, about a year now. It's the first time he went. But, uh, you know, I just think he's – I think he's just going to go to the SEC schools that are in the SEC now. I think that's where his recruitment's always been trending. Uh, it's so interesting. He's, he's from Louisiana. His uncle, his father still live down there. So that LSU visit's going to be huge this weekend. I'm not sure Florida doesn't win out at the end of the day because it's not LSU and it's not a and And maybe yeah, – and, and Corey Raymond uh, is the, the – number on that one for both him and Matthews, right? And, and Jacoby Matthews. So, yeah, look, when Corey Raymond left, LSU fans threw their hands up in the air. Now it could really bite him if both those kids end up at Florida. Because Jacoby Matthews, people have just – and I've always heard, yeah, LSU's where he's going to go if all things are equal. We'll see if all things are equal now at the end of the day because his best relationship, like you said, is at Florida with Corey Raymond. Um, and with, when Mickey Joseph went to Nebraska, who played for Hank Tierney, the head coach at Pontchartula, then that kind of opened things up for, for A&M, Texas, Florida all coming in because Texas has the Terry Joseph connection, who played for Hank Tierney as well. Uh, but I think Corey Raymond and Florida are going are gonna to make it tough on LSU. But if I, was, if I was betting, I would say Matthews to LSU, Perkins to Florida. We'll see what happens with Perkins' visit this weekend. All right. Um, Texas then – just looking forward to next week, Texas signs Devon Campbell. Um, nobody else in this in this class. Um, do they stay top five recruiting class, or is there somebody poised to overtake them? Yeah, I don't think so. I just don't think there's a, enough out there. You know, I, I just don't think there's enough prospects out there. I think Texas is going to hang there at five and finish with a number five ranked class. And, and you know what? I, I haven't had time to look at it. I know I've mentioned this before, but there haven't many – been many programs that went five and seven that signed top five class. 
So that's pretty rarefied air for Texas and shows uh, how good of a class it is coming off a uh, sub-500 season. Last thing I want to get to today uh, for you is you just finished up the national rankings, you and Charles Power and the, the, the national recruiting guys. Anything that you that stuck out to you that you're proud of what you guys did or that you questioned what you did, anything that was really a, a, something like that that you, you think is interesting from a Texas perspective? Yeah, you know, I, I'll start state of Texas. You know, when I first looked at this 2022 class, um, I think I told you and some other people that have been in the industry a long time, I said, this might be the best year in Texas in my 20 plus years doing this. And I still maintain that's true, um, you know, because there's depth at so many pos positions. And now when Q Quinn Ewers reclassified the 2021, obviously it took a great quarterback prospect out but look there were still other really good quarterbacks in that class connor wigman going to AM, evers going to oklahoma club going to clemson there's depth at every single position in the state in 2022 and you can't always say that wide receiver was special i know wide receiver is really good in 23 i think it's special in 2022 i mean you know you could have argued three five-star receivers from the state of texas i mean that's rare uh, any state has three five-star level receivers uh, but I think, you know, Kelvin Banks made such a huge jump from junior to senior year. He was a five-star pass protector at left tackle as a junior. Then his senior year, he's a five-star run blocker and pass protector and an all-around player. Uh, I think he's got it together up here to come in and compete. I, if he was an early enrollee, I'd call my shot that he would start day one. Uh, but since he's not, it may take him a little time. I thought yeah, I thought one of the huge wins for Texas in state was Neto. Uh, I think it, nobody knew what was going to happen in that recruitment. Um, and that gave Texas some cushion in case Devon Campbell ended up going to Oklahoma. I think that was a really big win uh, for Texas at the time. Uh, but I, I just thought, I thought Austin Jordan had a really good senior year uh, for Denton Ryan, you know, projects the safety, but I thought he had a tremendous year. I think Terrence Brooks is going to be looked back upon as an absolutely huge flip for Steve Sarkeesian, Terry Joseph, Blake Gideon and the staff, uh, because you're talking about a guy that can play corner, he can play nickel, he can play safety. He's physical enough to play in the box. He can cover. Uh, he, he he understands how to stay attached naturally, has that 80-inch wingspan. Of course, it helps when your father's Chet Brooks played in the NFL and can teach you everything, all the nuances. But I think that's going to be looked back upon as a huge flip. And uh, the state of Texas is loaded. I think the interesting thing with recruiting the next two or three years, Bobby, for me is – with name, image, and likeness coming into play, that adds another element to all the things kids have to deal with. And I and I always say this. I hope kids understand. This is a talent maximization business. I don't care where we have you ranked. Anybody else has you ranked. I mean, now the business start happen, part happens, and it becomes a true business. And with name, image, and likeness, even more so, and I just hope these kids uh, keep working to maximize their talent. Because, Bobby, you can talk. How many guys can you talk about that were great prospects? but they didn't follow through and maximize their talent. Too and and you, you hate to see that with kids. So I hope they all are cognizant of that and keep ascending. Yeah, I, I, I've got to be honest. You, you sent out a tweet. Uh, I said it was going to be the last thing, but you sent out a tweet. I guess it was uh, either Monday night or Tuesday night saying, hey, I'm already hearing about one five-star guy at a, at, a, at a college. Didn't say which college. So it's, it's kind of innocuous that has already missed a couple of workouts, even though he's a midterm enrollee because he's sleeping through the alarm. You know, and so when you when you Jerry uh, talk about talent maximization, uh, it's you know it's it's no different than than a guy that's than you or I out there. Right. Yeah, we may sign on and and be a reporter, 
for a uh, for a big organization like On Three or a, 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 a publication like Inside Texas. But unless you get to work, unless you be the best that you can be, it's not going to matter. Yeah, and, I mean, it, it, that's my take. Yeah, I mean, if if you're not working, somebody else is working to be better than you are somewhere. I mean, I I doubt anybody uh, ever. Why is Tiger Woods not on the driving range this morning? Why is Michael Jordan? Why did Michael Jordan miss this shoot around? I mean, those things don't happen. You know, I mean, if you and so that's my my point of saying that wasn't a shot at anybody. It was for the kids, the younger kids. Hey, this is a talent maximization business, and you can't lose sight of that when you have thirty offers, or now when you have NIL offers coming if you it this is really going to test these kids do you love football and do you want to be as good as you can be and be great and i think name image and likeness is going to test that even more jerry i think that's a great way to end it uh, i appreciate your time again folks please uh, consider a subscription to inside texas and also click the like button or subscribe button to on texas football thanks for your time and have a good week <laughs>